The million dollar question, how do entrepreneurs transition from self-employed to owning a business that turns a profit? My name is Chris Waters, and this podcast has the million dollar answer. Welcome to CEO Secrets. Hey guys, it's your host, Chris Waters of CEO Secrets. I am excited to have a guest on today that is in the commercial real estate, private money placement world, fund management world, basically making rich people even richer. His name is um, Bradford Shepard. Brad, can I call you Brad, right? Brad works, absolutely. All right, great. Well, Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'd have to say Bradford is normally only when my, uh, my mom gets mad at me. So Brad works. <laughs> so what's um, kind of interesting as we kick off this show is um, my show notes are missing, um, as I was telling uh, Brad before we went live. And um, what I have found out is Brad coincidentally lives in Austin, Texas, the same market I'm in. And um, before the show started, I think he said the only reason he agreed to do this was because he saw some of my uh, my billboards up here in Austin. And uh, I'm, so I'm excited to pry some information about uh, out of him to understand, you know, how he helps rich people get even richer. Brad, why don't you tell the audience more about the business you're in and and what you do? All right, we'll do. And and absolutely, you know, the billboards help. Everybody knows your name, but more than happy to join anytime. Um, so yeah, I'm based here in, in Austin. Been here for about 10 years. My wife and I have two little boys that keep us busy and plenty of entertainment. I've been involved in some aspect of real estate for going on 20 years. I did an internship with a um, commercial developer up in Seattle during my, uh, when, I, when I was getting my bachelor's degree. That was actually the route I intended to go. I came back from that internship and connected with a small company in a much different sector, but then we kind of started getting into some real estate stuff as well. And that's where I got some experience doing some vacation rentals, some hospitality. We did some development there as well, but along the way, I was always picking up my own rentals and whatnot. That was all based in, in Utah. We moved to Texas about 10 years ago, kind of just hunkered down here for a little bit to get a feel for the lay of the land, and then started doing some more active real estate plays here as well, picking up some rentals, some fix and flips, wholesaling. You were doing this personally? Yes, exactly. You were were flipping deals and buying rental properties? Exactly. Were you like using like a popular methodology as a sacronym called Burr? Is that how you were (laughs) picking up? Like it's called buy, right? Repair. Rehab it, rent it, refinance it, repeat. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Is that what you were doing? I stumbled into it. I actually did that yeah. a few times before I knew there was a fancy acronym for it. Yeah. And I still have a couple of those properties. The ones that I still have are, as far as my rental portfolio goes, are down in uh, San Antonio. I've got one fourplex up in clean. But yeah, so exactly. You know, I, I, that was certainly a, a path I kind of stumbled into. Love that idea. I was able to. Let me, let me ask you a quick question. Go so, for it. So it sounds like you have scattered single family, multifamily, like you personally. Is the property management piece kind of a, a headache? Because you mentioned two cities that are, one's an hour and a half north and one's an hour and a half south. Was that kind of a pain in the ass dealing with like scattered um, single family and multifamily? Until I got a good property manager, yes. So mm-hmm. I had bad experiences with property managers, both in San Antonio and Colleen. What I learned from those is I was working with Lone Wolves. So an individual realtor had his or her shingle hung with a broker somewhere, but they were trying to run a property management operation by themselves, taking care of the, the, the field work, the, the paperwork. And so what I was not getting was the paperwork and on-time distributions and on-time reporting. You know, 
was occupied elsewhere, I let this go on way too long. Once I got more sophisticated managers in place, it's been simple. So it has been honestly hands off. I've enjoyed them. You know, I still deal with, I get, you know, notices of the headaches and the HVAC's got to be repaired or, you know, especially right now we're dealing with all these eviction moratoriums. So we've got some headaches in our properties down in San Antonio, but uh, yeah, you, it's been so a challenge to get good management. Would your advice be to hire, hire a property manager that's got like a legit team versus like a solopreneur? hundred percent. And I've yeah. given that exact advice to many of my friends when they're looking for managers. Don't go with that lone wolf realtor. Go yeah. with, you got to have a team. Because you're going to find somebody who can is great at the field work, but horrible at the office or somebody who's great at the office stuff, but not so good with the tenants or finding ways to save your money on repairs, things like that. So you yeah. need a team. So you've been building up a rental portfolio, but you're also in commercial real estate. Yeah. So, you know, about four years ago, I, I shifted my focus to commercial real estate and I've actually been shrinking my own rental portfolio. Right now I'm down to about 12 units on my personal side. I started looking at the multifamily, the large commercial multifamily side three or four years ago and about four years ago, had an opportunity to invest as a limited partner and loved it, fell in love. I was getting solid returns. I didn't have to find a manager. I didn't have to deal with any, even the bigger tickets, items, the HVACs, the whatevers. So what um, you're, and that's what where you're, I've been for the last can four, you three, explain, four years. Can you explain what a syndicate is, what that means? Like, so this is something you were personally investing in? Right. Okay. Yeah. So- so what's a syndicate? Tell people what that is. A syndicate is a fancy name for a group. A syndication is a fancy word for a group investment. And that's really all it is. So in, instead of you know one person where you might have the capital to tackle a fourplex or an eightplex or whatever, 12 unit, 16 unit, when it comes to these large commercial, you know, 300 unit, 400 unit properties, not very many people have the, down, the, the, the capital to come up with a down payment. And so then you come up with a group of investors there's the general partners who are going to operate the investment and then the limited partners who provide the capital. And that is essentially a group of people going together to the bottom line is you're coming up with a down payment. You know, the bank is going to finance 75% or 80% of the purchase price, but we need to come up with that large down payment plus the capital uh, expenditure, the rehab money. Um, so that's what these, the syndicate members are coming together to do. Got it. And so you're, your business is to help people place money in these syndicates. That's that's exactly right. So yeah. I had that first experience about four, with you know my first investment four years ago, and then shortly after that, retooled my entire existence to focus on commercial multifamily. Was originally starting down the path of being the one to go source these deals, build up the relationship with those commercial brokers, et cetera, go out there and raise the capital for my own deals. I learned a lot in that process. I was starting to go down that road learn how much of a team sport and systems-based world this is and came across an opportunity to partner and you know play a, play a role with a few of the operators in the space who already had those systems, who already had those relationships, who just needed help on the capital raising side. So I was able to align myself with several of these high-performing operators, just focusing on the investor side, helping expose more individuals to these potential investments educate them and place their dollars with these operators and deals that I can tell them are pre-vetted, successful operators, a solid deal and show them how I vetted it. So that as you know, they're busy and successful already in their own day-to-day life. I can come to them with opportunities that are pre-vetted and worth, worth their attention. How does this compare to what Grant Cardone is doing? He's in the same field. You know, he doesn't need somebody like me because he has a marketing powerhouse, right? So he's out there buying apartments 
you know, with really tight cap rates, a class type properties, really banking on future appreciation. Uh, so he has a different mindset and a, an approach, but we're, we're tackling the same, maybe a different asset class, but the same type of investment class. What, um, what's the advantage of somebody investing with you, like, you know, having you place the money versus with Grant Cardone? So, you know, with, with the Grant Cardone, again, you're going into these A, A plus super speculative deals where he's not really buying a value add opportunity. He's thinking he's really banking on just the growth of the market. Our approach is, you know, we're going to buy a B class, a B class property. You and I would be comfortable living there with our wives and kids. So these aren't crappy properties that we have to turn around. These are well-performing properties that we know we can fine tune. And, you know, basically taking the four mica countertops up to a granite or a quartz, adding some dog parks, some Amazon lockers, whatever, you know, fixing up the clubhouse. And in doing that, you're then able to increase the rent by $100, a unit that directly impacts the value of this property. So we can control that. Where on the Cardone side, he's not doing that value add. He's really just buying it, hoping this thing appreciates. Um, so what, you know, it's, it's just a different, a different angle on the same type of you know, multifamily. What, so, so like basically the return, like the Grant Cardone stuff is safer in one sense because the assets probably don't need a lot of repairs and stuff, but they're not, the rent rates are not going to go up that much. And it's just, it's going to be, it's time. It's like inflation. You got to wait for time to pass for rents to go up and then right. the value to go up. Um, whereas with like the class B properties as a operator, you can make, changes immediately to that property and immediately increase the rents. What kind of return is, you know, the average person, you know, expecting when they, um, when you have, when they have you place money for them in these syndication deals? Yeah. So what we generally project going in, trying to go in there very conservatively is we're projecting generally about a five-year hold. Again, we're, we try to project conservatively and then excel, exceed these expectations. But a five-year hold, generally about a 15%-ish type of a return, meaning that if we, we can double your equity position in a five-year hold. So for example, $100,000 investment, it's with us for five years. You're talking about the monthly distributions from cash flow on the, on the building operations, and then the return of your slice of the proceeds when we sell this thing. Um, that should be roughly a, a 2x equity event. Is it a 15% internal rate of return calculated off the appreciation or is that paid out annually 15%? So that would be a 15% true IRR. So meaning of the life of that five-year life, yeah. you basically it was a 15% annualized return over the life of that. Before the liquidation event of the asset, what kind of monthly dividends are you getting? Yeah, what? so most it does depend on the asset. I mean, generally we do two asset classes, two, I'm sorry, two equity classes. Uh, so the investors have a choice of what's their preference. Do they need higher cash flow right now? Or could they accept a lower cash flow rate for a bigger slice of the equity event in three, four, five years? Um, so generally our preferred returns, if for somebody who needs cash flow, we do a class A, which is a 10% preferred return. So that, that investor can just bank on monthly. They're getting you know, one twelfth of a 10% return, annual return showing up like clockwork, and, but with limited upside on the equity event. Then we have a different class for those investors who want more participation on the upside down the road. We do a 7% preferred return, for example, on many of our, many of our deals. And those can vary slightly per deal, but that monthly cash flow is just coming in at, like clockwork at a 7% rate. And then you know, when we have an equity event, whether we sell the property or we do a refinance, um, then that's going to be in addition to that monthly, that rate that they've been receiving. So you basically built a Rolodex of like the best groups that 
are good at finding deals. Is that accurate? That, that's accurate. I, I work with operators who have been through the cycles. They've, they've brought many assets to close, um, to full, you, you know, full completion. Those are the ones I want to work with. Do you ask the guys um, where they find these deals? Like, what do, do they tell you their strategies to find deals? And then my second question is, where are these deals? Like, because finding multifamily deals right now is hard. It, it's very hard. It comes down to relationships. There are still people who will try to go tackle these properties finding the, you know, direct to the seller that happens very rarely in the commercial side. You know, the idea of yellow letters or you know, writing, writing a letter, dear sir, dear investor, I'd like, to, I'd like to buy your property. It does happen, but it's much more rare in the commercial side. These are generally coming through commercial broker relationships. And again, it, it's really about relationships. And so, you know, this commercial broker, he wants to work with operators who he knows perform well. He knows they've got the capital, they can close and so they'll, they'll just, they've got their Rolodex and they're going to go back to these known closers when they have a deal come up. Generally, they're going to be on market. So there's going to be some, some competition, you know, bid process, but frequently there could be an off market opportunity where a broker has a good relationship with the seller, has, has permission to just go put it in front of one or two of his best clients and make a deal happen. It's, it's really hundred percent comes down to relationships. And then as far as, whereas where these properties are, we do have a fair amount here in Texas, a handful in Austin and San Antonio. Most of them are up in Dallas and then those other Southern, the smile states. So we, we have quite a few in Florida. Um, we're buying one right now in Atlanta. Um, next one up is in Jacksonville in Florida, but we like that market. We have a couple in the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, and that smile right there connected to Texas. How much money are you placing monthly for people? Really, really depends. I mean, so, you know, we're not a high volume play. We might do five or seven assets each year. Mm-hmm. And so as we have an active deal going on, you know, I'm, I'm out there in conjunction with the team of folks raising capital for this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's every other month that we're generally that we have a live deal going on. But yeah, it's, you know, it's seven figures and above for each one of these. Yeah. So what's the total asset value on like five to seven deals? Each one of those, each one of those assets is going to be, you know, the, the purchase price was say 120 million. You know, we had to raise 25% of that for the down payment plus the capex, you know, the, the rehab budget. So it's on average put that around, you know, 120 times five. So you guys are you guys are helping deploy 500 to 700 million a year, um, or or you are you're helping deploy five to 700 through these syndication deals. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a group effort, definitely a group effort. So these, you know, these operators I work with, they're out there, they've got their platforms, they've got their relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing in my, my Rolodex into these as well. Um, but yeah, all together, it's a pretty, pretty sizable, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm bringing, you know, in the mid ones to low twos per deal generally is, is, is where I'm playing. How'd you build your Rolodex of um, investors, people that are, yeah. you know, you know and, I, like, I, and why do they work with you? You know, as I mentioned, I've been in the real estate business either as a side hustle or, or full time for a good 20 years now. So my all the people that I hang out with, all my friends and business contacts, they've always known that I've that I've played in this space in my 20s. You know, that job I got as a junior in college, I stayed there for about 10 years. We sold that back in 2009, had a chance to connect with a lot of other CEOs, a lot of other founders, just got to know a lot of people really well, played, you know, did a lot of golf, hung out with the networking groups. And then coming here to Texas, um, just been involved in multiple facets of real estate, going into the real estate meetups initially, uh, getting to know a lot of people here, church functions, mostly around just building a, a good relationships through the course of my life. 
at this point, I, you know, I'm starting to branch out and trying to reach out to people who I don't know, trying to attract them to my website, have, have some conversations with them there, educate them on, on these potential opportunities. And so, you know, I'm starting to try to raise awareness for folks that haven't known me for, for years and years. And that's been really fun. But yeah, mostly it's been folks that I've just been associated with through just the walk of life on a, on a, for any given reason. Brad, my daughter goes to a, a church school right down the road from where you live. You said you're off William Cannon. Um, That's she right. goes to a, a church school program called uh, Bannock Barn. Is that pronounced right? Bannock Barn? It's right off Brody and William Cannon. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, my four-year-old goes there. It's like a preschool program. Okay, I drive by there. Basically, Convict Hill Road. Yeah, I know exactly where you're you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So it's, you know, people work with you because of the relationships and then the value proposition you offer is giving people access to these, like, you know, these deals they're not going to find otherwise. Um, and it's through your network. And, you know, I heard the word, I heard the word that like finding these syndications to be a part of was kind of like, um, you know, the only way people uh, found out about them was through, uh, you were mentioning golf. Um, what are those things called? The clubs? The country clubs. Yeah. Like, I've, yes. I've, you know, people talk about how, like, the only way you find out about these deals is through the country club. And it's very this, like, country club-esque thing, you know, to find out about it. Because it's all, like, right. word, of, word of mouth based. And, man, like, people I know that are, like, really wealthy, that's where they, they you know, that's where they make a lot of their money and they dump a lot of their money or in these syndication deals, like getting into these country club things, like that's where they all go. Cause I mean, yeah, yeah. there's, there's great returns. There's good tax advantages in these deals. Generally, you know, these are only open to accredited investors. We do have some deals that are, where not accredited investors can participate, yeah. but you know, accredited investors, they're earning good money. They've got a high net worth. And those are SEC rules to protect people from being taken advantage of or losing money they can't afford to lose. So they generally are country club type of investment is, is you know a fair summary. But I think you know, there's been some loosening in those regulations and now you can do some more advertising, get the word out. There's some different you know uh, platforms out there that people can participate. I try to come to these folks with, hey, you know, I can go out there and show you the good operators to work with and you're going to have me handhold the entire process. So you don't have to try to do that legwork yourself. Um, if you just work with them directly, you know, it doesn't cost this individual anymore. They just get me as an extra handhold guide to go along this process as they're doing that for the first time. And then any questions that come up, you know, they've got call or text me directly whether, rather than trying to get a hold of a, a busy operator who might be, you know, returning their phone call two or three days later. And so mine is a little bit more of a concierge type of an angle. Yeah. Is it what your team look like and, and how do you get, how do you make money? You know, like, how do you benefit from this by placing money on behalf of the uh, investment community? Yeah. So, so my company, Sugar House Investments, is my, my wife and me. My wife, you know, I'm the, I'm the real estate guy. My wife is this, a, a CPA. She helps me with all the due diligence. I focus more on the relationships. Uh, we have another advisor in the space as well. It's a member of our team that helps us with all of our, our language and our approach and, and doing some of the vetting. And then as far as compensation goes, I come in as part of the general partnership. So I, I function in, you know, in, in that role. The general partnerships generally get paid what's called an acquisition fee. They get paid a disposition fee. They get a, an asset management fee. And then I, I'm going to get a, a small sliver of that um, for my functions as part of that general partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's getting paid out of that same fee that those, the general partners would receive no matter how the money comes to them. 
So basically the general partners are giving a piece of their typical income to you um, for merging, you know, them with the investors. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. So there's, and there's no money out of the investor's pocket because they get a guarantee, not a guaranteed, but they get a preferred return before, I assume they get a preferred return before the uh, general partner and the fund managers get paid. That's right. You know, the one I described with that class A getting a 10%, the class A investor getting a 10% preferred and the class B investor getting a 7% preferred, those have to be paid before the general partners get anything. And so the limited partners come first. Cool. Man, this has been really helpful um, and educational. Uh, there's a lot of people listening to this right now that are in the real estate industry. And I think the, um, like the Burr method we talked about is really great for a single family residential, but like single family residential is to be quite honest. And from my, from my perspective, if you're just doing a traditional, like 20% down type of deal, like horrible, horrible investment, like it sucks. Um, granted, there's some areas where like you get, you know, really great appreciation and Right now we're in a seller's market and everybody looks like a genius because the prices of homes are going up so high. But like, you know, like it just seems like the way, you know, like people build, I mean, substantial wealth um, is in, in multifamily commercial real estate um, because the value is not a function of comps. It's a function of how much income the property makes. And if you can get like a unit, you know, like an apartment to go up 50 to $100 in value and you have like 200 units in that apartment complex, the thing just went up in value like $10 million. Um, so anyways, it's, it's um, man, it's like the next level, you know, like single family is like a great, like getting started point, especially when you're in the business. But um, like the next level of investing is, is definitely multifamily. Once you've built up your, your core capital and your cash reserves. Yeah. You know, I would never dissuade anybody from participating in single family as a way to learn. I, I learned, you know, it, it's, it's fun to go out there on the hunt and, and, and negotiate with the seller lock in a property, do the rehab a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's awesome learning. But uh, yes, it, after, after you do that, you realize, okay, these re returns aren't phenomenal. That burn method is cool. You know, on, on paper, that's infinite returns. How many times can you do that? And those are fairly small dollars. Um, then, but you, so you graduate to the commercial side and it's, you know, you get your life back. You, you get these phenomenal returns without having to deal with finding the manager, managing the manager, et cetera. Yeah. Brad, where can people learn more about your company? Best place to find me is at sugarhouseinvestments.com. That's where you've got my, my email addresses on there, or you can just put in your email address if you want to see our deal flow um, to see what deals come down our, our pipeline. But yeah, sugarhouseinvestments.com. Okay, awesome. I'm going to go check it out myself um, right now. And um, guys, thanks for tuning in to CEO Secrets. Um, Brad, excited to have you on today. Do me a favor, hang out before we, uh, we end the recording. Um, if this is your if this is your first time tuning into CEO Secrets, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You can always watch this on video via YouTube. Um, we broadcast this live in our private Facebook group, um, so be sure to check that out on Facebook. It's the uh, Chris Waters Rainmaker Alliance um, group on uh, Facebook, and of course, you can check this out on um, you know uh, iTunes or any of the typical podcast uh, shows. So hit that subscribe button. Tune in next time. Bye, everybody. Want more CEO secrets? If so, you can get a free copy of my book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Team at www.themilliondollarrealestateteam.com for free. Inside this book, you'll find my top secrets that we've used to net $1 million in just three years.